Welcome back to Reality Asserts Itself on the Real News Network. I'm Paul Jay, and we're continuing our discussion with Professor Alexander Buzgalan. Thanks for joining us again. And one more time, Professor Buzgalan is the director of the Center for Modern Marxist Studies at Moscow State University. In the United States, Canada, most of the West, and much of the South, uh, meaning Latin America and Africa, and many places in Asia, people recognize the critical necessity of facing the challenge of the climate crisis. Uh, the science is clear. We're facing an existential threat. Uh, and the, uh, in the wisdom of the American political system, a climate denier gets elected president in a moment where it couldn't be more critical to actually have policies that, that address the question. Um, but in Russia, you more or less have a climate denier too, who supported Trump and, uh, and clearly the importance of fossil fuel to the Russian economy. One understands his position, but still, it, it, this is an existential threat. How much is this discussion and debate going on in Russia? Unfortunately, not too much. It's one of the problems of our society, which is far from uh, really global problems. And this is partly a result of Westernization, partly a result of the opposition to Westernization. It's like a paradox, but it's true. This has seemed like a westernized argument yeah, about so climate change. Yeah, so the idea change. is that uh, all, the, no, of course it's not idea, this is a, maybe a propagandistic uh, slogan or something like that, uh, that uh, all these climate questions are inspired by the West, uh, and this is part of the blah, 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 and the real problems are very far from this, and so on and so far. Yeah? It's games of the rich countries. They didn't understand that, I don't know what will be this climate, but today we are poor, we must build strong industry, they don't want us to have strong industry, that's why they created all this uh, climate agenda. This is one approach, of course this is not true, but uh, it's more or less um, uh, popular. Yeah, here too. Yeah. Uh, second variant, uh, we have our problems, uh, let's forget about uh, all these Western talks, uh, Russia is strong enough, we have enough uh, nature and everything, so we must protect our nature, and this is maybe important, but the most important problem is to build our industry. So two variants of the same game, which is not a good game at all, but uh, this is more or less reality. More or less because we have, of course, a green uh, movement, we have a position, we have people who are talking about this seriously, that uh, we must have another type of social organization in order to overcome uh, global problems, and global warming is one of these problems. It's normal for left intellectuals and not only intellectuals in Russia. Because uh, if, if it's, as I, I think it is, that scientists in Russia have more voice and are more respected than here, at least that was certainly the tradition. Uh, so I, I know when I was in Eastern Europe, back during the Soviet days, uh, scientists were rock stars if they were uh, prominent. They'd be on TV all the time. If it's still anything like that, are the scientists raising their voices? And uh, unfortunately, it's not the case now. Uh, we had terrible um, decline of the popularity of science education uh, in uh, mass consciousness. 
partly because of the primitive capitalization, this primitive accumulation of capital led to the destruction of fundamental science. In many the cases. asset grab in the 90s. Yes, plus uh, social status of scientists now in Russia is very low. Of course, money is not the main illustration, but just to give you example, full professor in Moscow State University, best university, the best, the highest status, the wage is the same as for the driver of the subway train. Yeah? And if you have PhD and you start your career, you will have $200 per month in Moscow, where prices are more or less like in New York. That this is just a reflection of the social atmosphere. We still have some interesting cultural traditions respect to science, but it's more on the it's more tradition than reality. More memories than modern situation. If if the West and and the South gets really serious about policy to deal with climate change, it's going to tremendously affect the Russian economy. I mean, if the, if the world starts really getting off fossil fuel, getting off oil, uh, the the Russian economy is going to be hollowed to say the least. Uh, which one gives one reason to understand why Putin may want a climate denier to become president of the United States and maybe appreciate climate deniers having strength in Europe as well. On the other hand, you'd think there'd have to be a serious conversation about the future of the Russian economy. They're having it even in places like Saudi Arabia where they're talking openly about having to plan for getting off an oil-based economy. Uh, they seem to be doing it. Qatar seems to be you know, investing a lot of the oil money now to develop what they're calling this knowledge-based economy. I'm not saying they're, they're all for this, but at least there's a conversation at, a, at high levels going on. If they're not pl thinking and planning about this in Russia, in it's Russia, a problem. In Russia, we have uh, very big debates about oil dependence. Uh, and uh, this is a real, real, real problem for Russia. And uh, we must overcome this dependence, and we must build another economy. And we have uh, internal struggle, and one of the main ideas of opposition is to decrease the role of oil and gas export and the extraction of oil and gas, and to move towards the high-tech uh, industry, education, science, uh, medicine, and so on as key branches of economy. And it's possible. Uh, we have very good intellectual potential, uh, potential in the sphere of creativity. Uh, and uh, so that's why for Russia, climate problem is not a uh, threat to be killed. I mean, uh, it's not a threat for the economy. It is a threat for this type of economy, which is very profitable for oligarchs and uh, which is very inefficient for Russian population and for the development of the country. Uh, plus, uh, oil can be used not only for fuel, not only to make energy. Oil can be used for production of uh, different chemical things, and it can be very useful, but it's necessary to have another technologies. And uh, finally, it will be not one day blimmy and no oil at all. Yeah, it will be 20, 30 years transitional period. And this is a good idea to change the economic situation. But here we must have a strong industrial policy. We must have plans. I don't afraid of this word. We must have structural changes in the economy. And for that, we must realize, introduce a new economic model. 
and at least have very deep reforms of capitalist system, as minimum, very deep reforms of capitalist system. With modern system of capitalism in Russia, we will not move in this direction. Uh, that's why we have together problems of political opposition, social opposition, necessity to develop our life and necessity to solve ecological problems. It's in one basket, in one uh, sphere, in one political program. Okay, in the next segment, we'll talk about what the possibilities are for this next step, uh, which I know you think is a, a socialism and a step towards communism, yes, and whether true. there are actually conditions for this. So please join us for the next and final segment of our interview with Professor Alexander Buzgalin on The Real News Now.